This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mita Perel's broadcast buddy, Malcolm Huckabee, knows a little bit about basketball. College basketball, professional basketball, European basketball. Uh, 93-94, he helped lead Boston College to the Elite Eight, where I believe they lost to Florida. 97 and 98, he played with the Heat. Pat Riley was the head coach. Eric Spolster was the assistant, so he knows a little bit about the Heat way of doing things. Malcolm joins us on the AT&T hotline, AT&T 4G LTE. Good morning, Malcolm. How are you? How you doing? Two years with Mita Perel. Is that a sentence, uh, like a life sentence, or, or, or are you enjoying that? Well, you know, first, I got a little bit of a bone to pick, uh, you know, with Jerry. We ran into each other at Milton's uh, about two years ago, and he told me, hey, look, the only thing you need to do is laugh at a couple of meter per hour jokes. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, look, the guy's the best, you know, one of the best play-by-play guys. But I'll tell you, man, you could have gave me a heads up about what it was like to travel with this guy and on I, the road. You mentioned weird. picking up the check at, at uh, like, Waffle House. Oh, Hooters. Hooters, maybe. Well, I'll tell you what, just driving with that guy, uh, you know, in the car, I mean, man, I, I made the mistake once when we rented a car to actually let him get behind the wheel, mm. and uh, it was an adventure, to say the least. It's like Talladega, Tal- Talladega Nights with Mita Perel, isn't it? Oh, it's it's brutal. You know, the only guy I know that, you know, likes to look at you while he's actually driving. Like, <laughs> keep your hands on the wheel there, buddy. I'm a one-handed wheel guy. I want to get there fast. Mita Perel, do you drive that, that quickly with your kids in the car? No. You slow it down? A little bit. Because you're What about animal? when Jenny's in the car? Do you drive that No, yeah. she loves the yeah. speed. Oh, yeah. she likes to live dangerously. She likes the danger. All right, Malcolm, tell us, in your opinion, when you were there, did you look at Spo, Coach Spo, Spolstra, and say, that is head coaching material, that guy's going to have a good run as a head coach in the NBA? You know, yes and no. I mean, you know, really, and I, I wrote a piece uh, which you guys referenced, you know, kind of on the making of uh, Spo, as I called him back in the day, and you know, what people don't really realize is, is back, you know, when I was playing down there in 96, 97, the assistant coaches really didn't get uh, the type of credit they do today in terms of helping guys develop and how valuable they are to the head coaches. And Spo started off in 1995 as the uh, head video coordinator for the Miami Heat. And, you know, I, I, I touched on it in my piece where, you know, both he and Stan Van Gundy, who also was an assistant down there at that time, these guys would function on about three hours of sleep and you know we come back and prior to moving into the american airlines arena we had a practice facility and uh, these guys literally would sleep there overnight but um you know they to answer your question no i i you know really you you can't really you know think that you know going into it the video coordinator is going to work his way up and take over for pat riley um now that that really was not on my mind but did he not play a large role in the development of Dwayne wade yeah there's a you know, in a piece that was uh, run by Sports Illustrated, uh, really 2005, it, it talked about how valuable he was to straightening out Dwayne Wade's shot. Um, you know, obviously I think everybody knows Dwayne Wade's a great slasher, guy that can get to the hole, you know, really explosive. Um, but the thing that really I think has improved in his game is his consistency on his jumper. Yeah. And uh, he credits Eric Falster for that. 
Hey, we were talking earlier about what carries the day tonight uh, at the Garden. And, and on one hand, you have the desperation and the must-win situation that would be uh, in the column for the Boston Celtics. And on the other side, balancing that out psychologically is the fact that the Heat have already won two. They only need to steal one. They don't have to have this game tonight. How much of that psychological element plays a, a, a role in games like this, Malcolm? Well, I think, you know, from, from a coach's standpoint, you know, I know, you know, you guys referenced it a little earlier, the pressure that's on uh, Spo this year yep. to win the championship. Um, I, I think it, it really doesn't play much. I think they, they realize the Celtics are a dangerous team. And you look at game one, um, you know, really, I think the big mistake that the Celtics made, and, you know, Doc references is the easy buckets that they gave LeBron and also Wade. You know, if they can turn those guys into – Jump shooters, I think they have a great chance. And then I think the other thing that really has hurt the Celtics, if you look at how they closed out the third quarter. So in game one, uh, how they finished the third quarter, I think, uh, you know, way through the long uh, pass to LeBron, which was an uncontested layup. And then the next possession, they come down and Wade drives the whole breakdown on the defensive end. And he gets another contested layup. And that's how they closed out the third quarter uh, in that first in that first game. And, you know, you look at game two, um, you know, the Heat went on that. I think it was like a 15-0 run that pulls out the third quarter, and there were breakdowns on the defensive end. They gave up some easy buckets. And, uh, you know, I, I think really, though, if you're the Heat, you want to come into this game and say, hey, look, we don't want to hang. We don't want the Celtics hanging around. Uh, we want to try to get out of here with the win. Hey, if you had a guess, I know you played for Riley. I know uh, um, uh, Spo was a assistant, lowly video coordinator. But do you think Riley is still – Calling the shots to some extent, we see him looking from the you know glaring, glumly from the stands. Is he getting in the locker room, getting in the coach's office, and saying, "Here's what we need to do"? No, I, I you know I, I don't think so. And I you know I, I touched on this in the speech. I mean, look, you know Eric's been around the game a lot. Uh, you know his you know what people don't realize he actually was a, a pretty decent player back in his day. Um, you know, and the the knowledge that was around when he was actually coming up in the coaching ranks. You know, you look at Van Gundy who was around, uh, you know, obviously learning from Pat Riley. Right. I don't think he does that. I think it actually, you know, probably would hurt his credibility in that locker room if Riley was in there really instructing him. So I, I don't think, per se, in front of the players, now maybe in film session when he's breaking it down with the coaches, he may poke his head in there and, you know, give some input. But I think right now it really is, you know, the guys that are on that coaching staff that are really going over that. Did you feel bad for him when Dwayne Wade wanted to fight him <laughs> right there during a timeout? I mean, <laughs> well, you know, and look, I, I think that's actually, you know, overblown. I, you oh. know, I was talking with somebody the other day about this, and look, obviously you don't want a situation like that to happen uh, on TV, but, you know, I go back to even the Patriots situation where Tom Brady had the blow up on the sideline. Uh, you know, with an assistant coach. But so. not with Belichick, Malcolm. That was not with Belichick, and you don't see it with Rivers. Billy O'Brien. Yeah. You don't see yeah. it with Popovich. I think it undermines a young coach who's kind of teetering on the brink anyway. When you when you challenge him right there, and you're Dwayne Wade, I mean, you cut him off at the knees. Yeah, you know, and, and look, you know, once again, obviously nobody wants to see that happen, in particular your star player going at it with any coach, whether it's a veteran coach or a young coach. Um, it happens. Uh, they moved on, and you know they rebounded, you know, obviously pretty quickly from that. The Wade, uh, Wade came back afterwards and had a pretty good game in that Indiana series. So you know, I think that's kind of in the in the rearview mirror for them right now. We're talking with Malcolm Huckabee, and, and Malcolm, I don't expect Rajon Rondo, and I don't think anybody expects Rajon Rondo to repeat his game two performance in game three tonight. That aside, 
Given their age and given their injuries, can you see a scenario by which the Celtics are able to duplicate their Game 2 effort and results and yet somehow turn that into a win? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think, you know, going back to what I said in even Game 1, uh, that first quarter everybody said it was an atrocious first quarter. I think it really came down to them. They just missed shots. I mean, they had some actually pretty good looks in that first quarter. Ray obviously had a couple open looks. Uh, you know, Bass had some open looks. Um, but, you know, if you look at it as a whole, I mean, last, you know, the, the last game, game two, they were up, I think they were up like five or seven, you know, maybe three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Um, and then it came down to they missed a couple of shots, right. they had a couple of good looks. Uh, you know, Ray came off a couple of screens and, you know, shots just didn't fall. And, you know, I, I absolutely at home, um, you know, and I, I think the age thing, you know, it's amazing what these guys have been able to do. I mean, Ray Allen, I mean, everybody talks about, you know, uh, this guy's age, but, you know, I was telling somebody the other day, it's, you know, you look at some of the young players that went down in this season. You know, obviously Derrick Rose went down. And I think it's a testament to Ray Allen and, and Paul Pierce how well these guys take care of their body. I mean, Ray Allen, you know, I remember he, you know, was a freshman at UConn when, you know, he was coming off screens and I had to chase him plenty of times off that. The guy's body really looks the same as it did in college. Yeah. You know, it, it really is, you know, like I said, a testament to, how good a condition this guy is in. Hey, Huck, why did you respect Riley so much? These guys love him, but why did you love him? <laughs> yeah, I know this is one of your favorite guys. Well, look, you know, obviously as a kid growing up, uh, you know, watching the old Lakers, uh, you know, with Magic Johnson and Kareem, uh, you know, obviously there was that, you know, uh, as a young kid growing up watching the Lakers. But his preparation, uh, this guy was fanatical. Uh, I touched on this in my piece. I mean, he he basically talked to guys all the time about, your body is your job, and the you know mental preparation, um, you know the drills, the end of the game situations. Uh, the guy really, you know, obviously is a Hall of Fame coach. The guy understands basketball, and he was very good to me. Um, you know, my career uh, ended because of a, a horrific ankle injury, and I remember sitting in his office uh, when he's like, "Hey, Huck, I got to let you go," and uh, he talked about you know how he ended his career. He had some knee, knee issues and. You know, it was getting late in his career, and uh, you know he had to had to stop playing. And you know, we sat down, we had a you know good couple hour talk about you know just what it was like, um, obviously to pour all your heart, pour all your you know all your energy into something, and have it actually end not on your own terms. So he was very good to me. You know, he still you know remains. I, I consider him a friend, a mentor, and obviously I learned a lot. Uh, from that guy with my time down there in Miami. Malcolm, final question. Uh, whoever gets out of the East, who will they face in the West? We've seen three games now, two for San Antonio, one certainly last night in a big way for, uh, for Oklahoma City. Who do you like coming out of the West? Oh, that's a tough one. You know, I think, you know, obviously, you know, San Antonio with home court, um, I would have to say them. Um, but, you know, you look at how Oklahoma bounced back from, you know, being down 2-0. Uh, you know, obviously some great players out there, but, I would have to say I really like the way that San Antonio's playing right now. I mean, you know, Parker, you know, Ginobili, Duncan, uh, those guys, you know, obviously have a lot of playoff experience. Um, you know, Duncan's playing at a high level. So I would go with, you know, San Antonio coming out of the West. He is Malcolm Huckabee. Huckabee, just a little bit of advice. Don't get in a car with uh, Mita Perel next year when you guys are on the road, whatever you do. You've learned from hey. this. Grow from hey. it. Hey, well, Meter, just listen to me. When, when your number changes, I know you're getting big time now. Just let me know. Don't big time me too early yet. You, know, you got nothing there. to worry about. Just keep buying me dinner, all right? 
Thanks, Huck. Malcolm Huckabee with Dennison Callahan on the AT&T Outline, AT&T 4G LTE. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.